Sentire Media All right, here we go, podcast listeners. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. My name is Jason. I'm joined by Ashley. Together we own, operate, live at... And are thankful that the heat has broken here at La Tavola Marche Agriturismo and Cooking School in Pioco, Italia. This is the podcast from Italy. Good morning, Ashley. Ciao tutti. So we fire up the microphones on this 13th of August at 8.15 in the morning, a Sunday. It's a quiet Sunday. The heat broke, so everyone is sleeping It this feels like Sunday. We slept in. Well, I hold thought on. it What's was Well, that's what I was going to say. I th- we first woke up at like 4.30, 5, and could have gotten up, but it was like, oh, it's kind of cooler. It's Sunday morning. Let's try to fall back asleep for a little bit. Whew, felt like it was probably going on 8 o'clock. It was barely 7 when Gaji burst into our place and wanted to know why we were still sleeping and where's his coffee. So we jumped out of bed and headed into the kitchen, but... Still, it was only almost a quarter to seven, but it felt like we slept in. <laughs> we have been enduring the high, the heat Oof. wave uh, that they have named Lucifer, and it is Lucifer has been hanging around all summer long, oh literally. Um, we had a break of maybe a couple of days, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks ago, where it, there was like a pause of... It's been... He wants up. It, we got Boycat here, uh, disrupting the podcast. It's, it's been terrible. It has been it has been in the forties every day, which is well over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's been dry with this wind that just sucks the life out of everything. This hot African. It's wind. like tumbleweeds, where the <laughs> in the entryway after it's been hot, this hot wind blowing, the grass is dead, kids are running around, whether it's being wet from the pool and bringing it in or just the wind blowing, it feels like all on the edges of the house, by the entry, it's just every morning I've got to sweep because it's like tumbleweeds are dead forming. grass, yeah. dead grass, and it's just hot, dry. And this little bit of rain we got, oh boy, it sure felt good. You could feel the whole like earth just sigh of relief. Thank God. They also said it was big talk because for the truffle season coming up, that uh, if there's no rain by the Queen di Giagosto by August 15th, it would be an almost uh, disaster, disastrous truffle season. So they got the rain. We'll see. Well, uh, we didn't get that much. No, rain. we got. A little bit of rain, but more importantly, the the air changed, yes. and it's not that hot desert air anymore. So we have burned tomatoes, meaning uh, literally the sun. It's been so hot that the sun burned one uh, one side of the tomato. So you'll have the tomatoes will be nice and red and ripe on one, and the other will be this like white. Yeah, white. it looks like bleached out. Yeah, burned or bleached out by the sun. It yeah. Things have <laughs> just been giving up. The the pumpkins gave up. String beans do not work this year. Not only the dead grass up by the house, but noticing the trees, the cherry tree, the apple tree, uh, the freaking elderberry looks like it's the middle of winter. Everything's losing its leaves. There's just not enough moisture to hold anything. And, uh, yeah. It's been a a rough summer. It has felt like then in the evening the, the temps still climb Gachi said at 7 p.m the other day up in the mountains here it was 42 degrees and it was like oh my god it felt like when the window if the windows were open or the um door was open and the wind would blow it wasn't like a refreshing oh here comes some wind nice it felt like someone had turned on a fan and left an oven door open and it was blowing yeah, on you yeah. it was like what the hell is this <laughs> anyway thank goodness it's over uh, i hope it's over at least for it, it broke yesterday and this morning we woke up and even though it's beautiful and sunny outside it's still only going to be in the 30s <laughs> which is all like i know that we it's have so to, funny I, last night it was not cold out last night at all and and um, we're all walking around. It's still in the high 80s at night. Like, it's still, or, the, you know, like 26, 27 at night, 25. And um, we're all walking around in sweatpants. <laughs> I know. We have a Dutch family here. And the little 11-year-old said, Ashley, this is a hot day in Holland. <laughs> I said, I know. We were all freezing last night. So it's just funny. It's Even though it's just normal summer now, it just feels like, oh, everyone, the chickens stopped laying. We had chickens who, the, the, we had a bunch of chickens that died of heat stroke. In a week, about three or four 
yeah, just we'd find him dead in the coop from overnight, and they just got too hot. So we're thinking, um, you could see it happening to him. They'd kind mm-hmm. of stammer around, and they just have this look like they they just look drunk. One, I think I saved her life. She st- kept going back into the coop. This was one of the things to watch because I started looking it up again. This hasn't happened in years, and um, uh, it can be that they're not getting some nutrients. Like they're uh, they're just dehydrated basically, and they don't. Um, they kind of sweat more like a dog, like their mouth is open and they open up their armpits and walk around and, um, there's plenty of shade. They like to nest and make these like dirt baths or with sand and it cools them off. We have water everywhere. Water's everywhere. Um, and this one hen just kept going back to the coop and would sit in the little laying boxes and it was like, Oh, nope, that's not a good sign. She's normally out walking around. So I'd pick her up, take her out and dunk her in the water and then, She'd go back in a couple minutes later. It was like, do it again. Did it two or three times. And then finally, I just took her up to to the house where all the rest of the chickens were um, with everyone else and put her next to the water. It was like, you had to like get her out of it. She was like zoning out or something. And, um, but they are still so stupid because you have to show them where the water is constantly. Like... (laughs) <laughs> never moves splashing it and stuff there's one or two that are smart they hear the water pour they come running other ones walk around it they'll drink the dribbles off the side but they'll never put their head in the bowl you're like you guys are idiots but <sighs> wrangling and raising chickens <laughs> it's part of the life um we're we have definite water emergencies around it's Ooh. all over the paper the street the uh, river is starting to dry up it's getting to be where it's not really running there's just little pools um, we need rain. Yep. That's the big topic around here these days is there is no water. Well, or it just misses us. So I feel like for the first time, um, when it's got to be like in Texas or parts of Australia, when you're starting to go through these droughts and it's like, work, it's scary, work, it's scary. And these storms come and you're thinking, thank God, but they just pass you or you get just, <laughs> just a couple drops, but not enough to do anything. So, <sighs> And we get then, it's hysterical because people will email us, what should I pack for my trip at the end of September? It's like, I don't know. Why don't you email me right before you leave? Because this has been one of the hottest years. Or just layer. I don't know. Just pack like a normal person. <laughs> um, all this heat has brought, uh, if I can keep enough water on them, the tomatoes t- the tomatoes that do mature do really well. And um, we bought, brought a couple of crates to our friends at uh, Maquis, um, the gelateria in Fano, who are make might be biased, but I think they make the best gelato in Italy. Hot damn, they do. Um, and they made a real, they made uh, a really nice Bloody Mary gelato. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not gelato, sorbet. I sorry. think so. Bloody Mary sorbet to go with a Moscow Mule sorbet. She said it sold out right away. I'm sure. I love it. That sounds so good. I wish we could have had it. I'm a Spicy s- and salty. Oh, and I'm a sucker for Bloody Mary. And a Moscow Mule on a hot day like that, I'm sure would have been great. So it's really fun because, and it also... Um, it's a, it's kind of a guilty pleasure to have friends like that because we had already jarred and we had all these extra tomatoes that we were exhausted. It was so hot. We didn't feel like jarring more. And it was like, well, we don't want to lose them. Let's take them to Maki and they can make gelato or something with them. And we've done that with plums and tomatoes and cantaloupes or melons before. It's a great excuse because it's only 45 minutes to be like, let's get the hell out of here for, you know, two, three hours. So, and we get gelato and we we get a scoop of gelato when we show up. A scoop. Let's be honest. Yeah, we did. I did. I got a big waffle cone this time. (laughs) And, um, and we get to see, um, we we get to go and visit with them a little bit, and just to just to get out of here for a couple. Paula and Antonio yeah. in Fano, it's our favorite Maki. Yeah, if you go by, check them out, find them online. M A K I Maki Gelato. Mm-hmm. They, this is not a paid advertisement. They're awesome. They, they're, <laughs> they, you don't need. It's like, yeah, you don't. They don't need. It, no. it sells itself. Just, just go. Just walk in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was nice. It's it's always nice to um that's really what the garden's about. It's about for I think the garden's about sharing with other people. Yes. Yeah. Um Italian you know, our neighbors always ask, Oh, you should bring your 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 extras down to the fruit of Vendolo and sell them. And it's like I don't want money for these. If first of all, it'd be insulting for what they'd offer me. <laughs> all right. Um and you don't do this for money, you do it for because I like it. It's mm-hmm. it's I like doing it and I like seeing that they then turn the tomatoes that we grow into something else and it's really 
and rewarding. it's rewarding, and it's it's I'm proud of it. So it's a different. It's a really nice feeling. It's sweet. Jason sends the guests home if they either have a car and they've got a kitchen where they're heading next, or heading all the way home if they're driving. He always sends them with cratefuls from the garden of whether yeah, it's whatever's the tomatoes. Coming up. Or the ke- lady who helps us clean and comes mm-hmm. up every day, she goes home with cratefuls of. To me, that's what the garden's about. It's about sharing it with other people and. Um, just like the, just like cooking. I can't, I'm not really creative in any other ways. I, but I do like feeding people cause I like eating and <laughs> I like how it makes other people feel. You're sweet. Yeah. It's a Sunday. I know. Anything to procrastinate from doing work. Exactly. Get over it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Jason's had to water at like we've done a couple Facebook live videos of some um, of the tomato tips. Jason hates it when I call it growing tips. Um, and it also growing in the heat, what he's been doing. And he's been having to water like two hours at night and one, like one if he can, two in the early morning before it just gets too hot. And so yesterday with a little bit of rain, it was a, I mean, meant we could really have a Sunday morning and uh, you didn't have to go down to no. the garden right away. Also, it's really difficult this year this during this heat wave to do any work in the during the day to be outside and doing work so you know we try to get everything done by 9 30 10 and then if i have a cooking class i have a cooking class but if not then you kind of have to lay low and shut everything up and kind of oh my gosh and imagine if we were living in a city yeah like, oh my god it'd be like i've seen oven. pictures of rome or florence oh gross my god, it looks horrible <laughs> So if you are coming to Italy, well, hopefully the heat has broke, but... Uh, I never understood people who want to go to those cities in the middle of July and August. You guys, oh it is God. like an Sweat oven. fest. It's a sweat fest. It's packed. There's... Yeah, because we'll tell them why it's like an oven. Literally. Oh, well, it's stone. You're talking about cities with stone walls made out of stone. It's <laughs> literally like a fornolania, like a wood oven. You're just the heat. The sun just bakes that stone and the stone holds it all night long. Yep. So at least here it's... Yes, it's 43, 46, whatever it is during the day. But at night, with a fan, it's not cool, but it's comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. you can sleep with a fan. You don't need air conditioning because we're a little higher. And uh, once the sun goes down, there's it's just green around us. It's just fields and streams and trees. So the heat dissipates really quickly. Uh, not so much in the cities. No. No. Good luck. Gross. So, speaking of the cities um, and fauna and whatnot... We didn't ever said anything about fauna. We were talking about Maki. Oh, Maki, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> when we went to deliver the tomatoes, <laughs> I'm on such the... a dick. <laughs> I'm trying to segue. <laughs> I, I know. I blew you up. I know. Um, we stopped at. There's like a superstore. There's a uh, kind of two big superstores, Ypercoop and Auchan. O- I think it's Auchan. Auchan. Auchan, but we call it Auchan. <laughs> <laughs> A-U-C-H-A-N. Auchan. And uh, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a big, kind of like a Target-esque. It's a big um, superstore. It's a big superstore. Grocery store, clothes, some stuff like that. And they've been doing this big remodel. And it has been cracking us up because we've been very confused about the whole thing. Because they are... Re- they're building a new structure right next door and they built this massive parking lot first and foremost. I don't know why the parking lot's always first, but, um, it all started with the new roundabout and we knew something was coming because we said, what's going on? Why did they put this roundabout here? Anyway, they've been slowly stripping the old building, <laughs> the old building to build the new building. And whenever you go in, you have no idea what is going to be gone next because they took away the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the drop ceiling. Um, then it was like wiring. Yeah. Then it was like shutting half of the like grocery store down. Yeah. Pretty soon, we think the next time we go there, you'll have to get your get the stuff in one building, walk over to the other to to where all the cash registers now yeah. been moved. I don't know. Oh yeah, because there was one time we went and they were like, "Oh, we're not taking any credit cards," or I don't know. It was just like anyway, it's the, a mess. It's a mess. But what they did is they redid the one part of the store, which is where the fresh fruits and vegetables. Vegetables, the baked uh, bakery, the fish, fish, and the butchers was. And here's what's really interesting. I've noticed in the last few years, as Italy big stores like this go to remodel, they are taking more of the North American um, model of layout. What do I mean by that? Well, they took the fruits and vegetables and that section chopped it in half. So there's half before there. We're was- talking grocery store real estate. 
Grocery store um, floor space. Floor space. So they took the fruits and vegetables that used to just be on fruit and vegetable crates, just huge mounds of zucchini, huge mounds, like all yeah, loose. Yeah, it, uh, it wasn't necessarily like the, the best, 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 but it was all Italian and it was always, it kind of just looked like a big um, farmer's, market. farmer's market warehouse feel. Um, tons of it, tons. like tons. So they cut that in half and instead of just being on fruit crates now, they put them in pretty baskets and... It looks good. <clears throat> it looks it much has that better. Whole Foods, uh, Trader Fancy, Joe, Fancy organic yeah. crate feel. But there's only half of it <laughs> there. If Stripped that. down. Then they put in, there used to be no prepackaged fruits and vegetables. Nothing in a package. You had to weigh everything. It was all loose. You picked through it. Italians love to pick through the fruits and vegetables. Um, now... Now most a lot of it is prepackaged. There's the super swanky um, packaged produce um, in the cooler coolers that are these gorgeous. We thought, what the hell is this? I mean, Italians always made fun of Americans for having prepackaged washed lettuce, saying, and "How do you not have time to wash your own lettuce, ragazzi? Die!" Now it's happening. It's happening. Um, what else happened? Um, they cut the. Um, the butcher, which used to be a huge, oh, like a huge butcher area where, um, two, like three, four people, guys behind there. Uh, now it's half the size and twice as much prepackaged meat. Uh, the fish got absolutely just like hacked into nothing. Like there's the fish had like the whole back end of the yeah, grocery store. It was huge. Uh-huh. And now it's hardly anything, but what expanded the most was the pre-prepared foods, the 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 grab and go foods, the pre-packaged ready to eat foods. What they they had they always had like a little forno, like a, a bread and an oven in the back and just some baguettes and stuff. I don't know, nothing that great. But now they put that at the front and on display and have the pizzas, they have like Jason was saying the prepared foods. These are things that we have not, not seen. seen here. It was a lot of whole foods exactly. that you had to then go home and prepare mm-hmm. with a little bit, you know, with a little bit of it. Listen, anyone who lives in North America or any first, <laughs> most thinking of Europe, like, what do you think a grocery store looks like? Yeah, it's just that for us, they, you've now seen, we've had the chance to be here now 10 years. So we've seen it go from, you know, we came from America where this was already there and then to come back come to here to Italy to be like, oh, it's kind of nice how the old school way is and how, yeah, there's a produce section. It's huge and it's just produce. It's not bananas and plastic. And like you go to Holland and and peppers, there's three peppers in a bag. And what if two, one of them looks, you know, I, I don't know. I just No, like, the thing that's ironic is that for years we've been frustrated at times that there's, you can't find anything prepared, like grab and go. We're just so hungry. We just want something easy at times. And now that it's starting to get here, it's like, no. Don't don't do it. So you know, it like Jason said, it was always you had Whole Foods, you'd have to go home and prepare. And it always meant you had to plan your meal. And um a quick and easy dinner wasn't always so quick and easy at times because you had to there wasn't anything really just grab and go. And that is what is changing. That's what's changing a lot. So it makes us think that I kind of feel a little bit like um in Back to the Future where um not Marty McFly. What was the name of the other guy? The bad, the nerdy one. No, oh Biff or Biff. Yeah, where Biff steals the uh, DeLorean and gives himself the um, the sports almanac, and then goes to goes back and goes back and makes all the bets so he can become rich. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we've already. That's in Back to the Future too. Is it too? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like we've already seen what's going to happen, and it's like don't, no way, don't. I know. <laughs> don't do it. I know. <laughs> So it's just an interesting kind of social, yeah, observation. Observation, and um, I mean, it stands. To, it's pretty logical that you know this is basically the layout of a grocery store in in most of Europe and other parts of uh, and most of North America. It's just sad. It's just kind of nice that you're you're seeing um, the one of the last cultures that really loves real good food that they're being pushed towards this 
this more prepared process thing, and it goes. I'm sure it goes more back to the social of uh, the social fabric of the country, and that now you can't. You have to have two incomes, and the the older generation who's taking care of the kids is getting older, and now can't take care of the kids. So the parents don't have time because the grandparents would have cooked the dinner. You know, I don't know. I'm not a sociologist, but no. I do. I am. I am a guy who does a lot of grocery shopping. <laughs> And I do notice what's going on. And stylistically, it's interesting to choose to go with the what before was looked industrial in the sense of there was it was nothing, function over it form. It was function over form, one hundred percent. Those huge plastic green deep crates that were just stacked on top of each other, uh, waist high, filled with produce. Yeah, like they, the ones they draw. You see them when you drive along the autostrada. They're the big green crates that they just drop in the fields. Yeah, just and they massive. Just, they just put them upside down, and, and use that's them. what you would pick through at. And now, it like we were saying. There's so much less um, available at the store, but the presentation of it, it's just very ironic that now that it looks organic, it's probably not. Or, you know what I mean? That they're trying to make it look now wholesome, but it's taken the complete... Um, uh, yeah, it's like, function now over yeah. form. It's, it's function over form over function. It's a bummer. Whatever. Whatever that. Whatever the inverse is. It's early. It is early. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We haven't done a, uh, in a while. We haven't talked a, uh, about Piobico or local gossip going around Piobico. And we got some juicy ones here this, we do. Uh, this week. Um, we've collected them over the last few weeks. So some of them might be a little bit dated, but you don't know. So it doesn't matter. No, I, th- I think doing a local gossip section would be hysterical. Maybe we'll even get some intro music. Do, 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 do. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the first one, the funeral you went to the other day. Ah, yes. Um, I guess this isn't gossip. This is. No, but this is, this is still interesting. Interesting. Um, so down at the end of our, if you take a right out of our driveway and go about another two kilometers down our, uh, dirt road, you end, um, at a little tiny cemetery and church, and then you can head towards Apecchio or Sant'Angelo and hit, um, paved road. So at the end of that road there, there's, um, a old woman who passed away. We know the family. So it was just good to go pay the respects and be a good neighbor and all of this. Well, this woman was like, I think she was 94 and <laughs> I, uh, she had a good, she'd been bedridden for years. So this was not a big surprise or whatnot, but, um, they picked the little tiny church chapel, if you will, that is right at the end of our road. And it's so very sweet and it's teeny, teeny, tiny, but they open the doors and, um, a bunch of the little people from the area come and, um, the neighbors and a few family members and things like that. And I don't know, maybe there was about 50 people there. Well, halfway into the funeral, they almost had to stop the funeral because another oldie passed out. It was so damn hot that people, they were dropping like flies. And I thought, oh my God, she's taking them with her. And of course, for some reason, these churches never have any moving air. I no, mean, no, What's it none. about a church God, that was... restricts the movement of air? In, and they, none of them have a fan. No. I've never seen a church with a with a, either a portable fan, God forbid, a ceiling fan, but... Why? Why do they not no, want people to breathe? No fan, but it definitely had a incredible um, hand-blown glass uh, chandelier from Murano. <laughs> and I was like, what is this doing in here? God, she was trying to force me to go sit inside. And I was like, no, no, no I'm just going to stand right here at the door. There was a teeny breeze. So sure enough, the guy passes out. God, she has to come out as the doctor and observe and all of this. Then... Not but 10 minutes later, a crucifix falls off the wall. It almost hits another guy in the head. And it was like, oh, my God. It was just a, I don't know. There was a lot of action going on in that tiny little church with me. And I was definitely the youngest by, I don't know, 30 some odd years. So it was a, there was a little murmur of a bunch of the oldies knew who we were because we've lived here for 10 years. But then the other half who were from Apecchio or the next town over is like, who's that girl? What is she doing here? Um, and then we walk all together, um, just down across the street, um, to the cemetery. Yeah. And the men go first, then the hearse, then the women. And it was crazy because I've never seen this before. First of all, the, the, um, cemetery is this, as weird of it is this to say a sweet cemetery, but it's a sweet little cemetery that, um, well, hold on, back that up because 
Italians really That's what I was like just gonna say. cemeteries. This it's, is one. We- not weird, but it's interesting. I was walking with Rosanna, and she was like, don't you love this cemetery? And I was like, I've never been in it. She was like, it's so beautiful. And she loves to just go visit cemeteries. But this was really beautiful inside, especially for being at the end of this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. And it really was dedicated to three different families that live along the road, um, which was uh, very touching to see. And you see this history of these families played out in front of you. Um, and what was also very curious is we bring the body in and the, or the casket in the priest says another blessing and they had the cement mortar, everything right there. They put the guy in the, um, tomb, uh, in the wall. Yeah, yeah. This isn't underground. This, this is, is not underground. This in, is mausoleum style. Yeah, you slide them in. They slid that body straight on in and just started shellacking it closed right there. I was like, oh my God, this is happening like right now. <laughs> I, just, I thought, I don't know. They didn't wait for anyone to leave just to start like mixing the cement and stuff. And so it was, it was that I had never seen that before because we've gone to other Italian funerals, but either they're going into the ground for a bit or maybe they're going in, but well, we the didn't other see ones them close. No, the other ones we've been to are quite large. Like there was True. hundreds and hundreds of people. So maybe it was that I also. Think there's no messing around. This is the con- These are country people, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're du- you know, we have the funeral and let's do it. Let's do it. So that was interesting. It was good to go and um, be the representation for our little house. And uh, Well, tell me about most of the men didn't even go into the. Oh, most of the men didn't go in. The women all went in and they had their their. Um... Well, you got to explain it. It's a, a funeral is mass. Yeah. I don't think you explained that. It's in a church. I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't explain didn't that. Explain it. I guess I assumed it. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so they hold mass um, in a church in a little church and they do the whole full mass and the communion and everything. And all the old ladies go in. They've got their little hand, their little fans, and um, they're quickly, you know, um, fanning themselves. And the men. Stand outside. Now, first they all start close to the door like they're paying attention. And then they slowly step back. And then they just start gossiping. And it's like, it was hysterical because I thought, what's going on? Why aren't they participating in this funeral? And it was just interesting to see these little groups of oldies. And and no one is really dressed up. Everyone's just in their kind of jeans or farming outfits. And How about when you heard the ding Oh, yes. So I, sometimes for a funeral, you don't have to do the full mass, meaning with the, the Eucharist, with the body of Christ. And I grew up Catholic and going to mass a lot. And as soon as you hear that ding a ling a ling a ling, oh, no, it's like, oh, what is, no. Hold on, you got to explain. What's the ding a ling a ling? That's what I'm telling him. Okay. It's a, a little bell that either the altar server or the other priest will do. And it's a, for me, it is like the Pavlovian signal. Oh, here we go. We're going full full mass. Settle in. <laughs> this is going to be a bit longer. but And it was also interesting because only the diehard oldies went up for communion. Where, like I noticed, Gaji's wife, Rosanna, she's Catholic and I know she goes to mass, but she didn't go up. And I think that they are so hardcore in this little area that it's like you, if you didn't go to confession to say you hadn't been to mass then you can't go and have the communion. So it was just interesting to see these little... I had these flashbacks to Catholic school and going, oh my gosh. So it was it was kind of sweet at the same time. <laughs> um, other local gossip. Oh, this might not... You, you probably won't care. Any of you will care about this, but this has made my life so easy. Um, there is a, there's a gas station in Urbana <laughs> that is uh, the one I always go to because the guy who works there is awesome. Um, he just takes pride in what I really like people who take pride in their jobs and are good at their jobs. And this guy works at this gas station and you see some guys, you see some guys who work at the gas station, sit on a stool, read the paper and don't do shit all day long. This guy is always hustling. He's every time I drive by, he's cleaning the pumps. He's like wiping down the pumps. He's washing cars and, and detailing cars on the side. He's sweeping around like it's a few cents more compared to the like cheapy, cheapy one. But I go to this guy because I just respect the fact that this guy cares about what he does. Anyway, <clears throat> one of the worst parts about their place is the machine for your debit co- or debit or credit card. It was, it was old. It took for literally took forever. Like you'd sit there, you'd have to make a decision. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I'd have to think. Do I need to get gas? Okay, I'm not going to get five bucks worth. I fill it up. So 
I'm going to use my debit card, but do I really have time to sit here and wait for that thing to to stare at me and say processing for what seems like three years? It, it just it would be no I, hyperbole. No <laughs> hyperbole. It would be it, ab- absurdly long amount of time. So the other day I go and I go. I, I'm talking with them. I stick my card in the little machine and. In literally eight seconds, it's, it says, which pump do you want? And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? And he smiles real big and goes, you like it? I go, yeah, what happened? He goes, the machine that we had here was 31 years old. It was the first machine, first credit card itself. You know, the, what do they have in every single gas station in the world? The first one in the area. And they've never changed it out. And never. It, never. And it worked. So why change it out? But I guess who the, who the hell knows? Uh, that thing should be like a historical They should site. put it in a I museum. Mean, it was, that is just so funny. So there you go. So now when I go and use my card, it takes, you know, the normal amount of time to process. So that has made my life. That has been a turning point in my life. If I had a diary, I would write that in. Dear diary, today <laughs> the gas station got a new POS machine and oh happy days. Listen, these are hot topics happening in town. When and- you live in the middle of nowhere, this is a big <laughs> deal. This is a, I know there's like riots going on, people are fighting like race riots, but listen, I there's a new there's a new POS machine at the Urbania uh SL. And that's what's happening here. <laughs> Um, other things. Uh, let's talk about horrible. Oh, wait, wait. Here's a funny one. Just because it cracks me up other local news. Um, our dear friend, a big happy birthday, Bon Compliano, to our sweet neighbor, Carolyn, who's turned 70. Many of you guys, um, if you've been out here, have met Carolyn. She is hysterical. She's our Dutch neighbor who's lived here for 10 years as well. She's in the local choir. She's a very, she's just very funny and productive. Uh, the way she speaks English is great, but she'll say funny phrases and things. And she's very, she's very blunt about and some blunt things. about things. And we were saying, oh yes, um, some guests were curious about the. There's a Americans universities, uh, like throughout the states that send students um, to both Piobuco or Banya around our area to do opera courses um, for university students, and they learn Italian and they get to sing in these beautiful locations and castles and churches and stuff. It's it's a cool um, program. And I said, um, some guests were asking. It's the last week. Do you know the information of the choir or the the opera. the concert for the opera? And she said, Oh yes. Um, it's got to be, it's going to be on Saturday or something. And she was like, oh, but do not go with any expectations. They are horrible. <laughs> she goes, I was in town the other day and I could hear them and it was just horrible. Goes, I know they're students, but they were horrible. <laughs> it was just so funny because she's so sweet and she's adorable. And they love Op- and they, they love, love music. music. And she just saying how terrible. Just, I oh, don't was, go with any expectations. I think she was so disappointed about how so. bad it was that it was like, oh, come on. She was like, I thought they were studying this. It was just... <laughs> Okay. So that's a uh, uh, oh now we've got some hot news. Okay, so here's a little bit of hypocrisy politi- politicians and Italy and hypocrisy. We're not going to name names because I mean if you did a little Google search in this you could find out who this is in about two seconds. But um, there is a local politician who's a mayor of the lo- one of the local towns around here whose family also. Um, has gotten into housing refugees. Now, if you've seen anything in the news about the refugee crisis going on in Italy, agriturismos and and houses have opened up. They're being paid by the government to house refugees. Now, there's been good parts and bad parts. Some people are great and, and treat them great. Other people pack these the refugees in because they're, it's, they get paid per head. So if you can pack 50 people into your house and get away with it, you get or, you know, if there's only – if eight people should live in your house, but you can pack 25, then you get more – you know what I mean? It's – it's you're making money off the backs horrible of, situation. of a horrible situation. So anyway, this local politician, his family runs three houses that have refugees in them. Okay. You know, maybe they're helping out. Maybe they're – whatever. I don't, I don't know their motives. Here's what I do know. The guy comes out and writes a manifesto anti-immigrant. Their family made half a million euros off the backs of refugees last year. 
And why would you? And now you're coming out as anti-immigration and blah 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 blah. Now I, this is I'm not being political. I don't have I, this is way too complicated for us to understand, or we don't have a solution. This is just for part anything. of our do 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 local gossip section. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just the observer. All I know is here's a guy whose family made a half a million euros off of housing refugees, and then turns around and writes a manifesto for the paper and Facebook about anti anti-immigration. Don't get it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Especially in small, small, small towns. Small towns would be one thing if you're the mayor of Rome and your family's from blah, blah, blah. And But you are you, – everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're the only family in the area who has a ton of refugees because you're politically connected. And it's a dole. It's a payout. They're They're making money off the state for – I don't know. It's a tough situation. There, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to start talking about it because I don't know enough. I'm, I'm an idiot. I just, I don't want to discuss it. Well, we should change the subject on that. Yeah, I'm but, an idiot. But, <laughs> but uh, that's that's Italy, man. These, it is unfreaking believable. And then you see this guy in town, and you're like, are you an idiot? Like, what are you? Ta- what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And uh, so I asked Gaji about it, and he said, that's, that's Italian politics. They're all full of shit. Like, they're all too I, – but it's so obvious. How, like, at least have a little couth and try to, like, be forable, a little cunning about – he's like, no, 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 no. That's the, <laughs> that's the arrogance. That's the, that's the ridiculousness. So there you go. That's Italy politics. Oh, speaking of Italian ridiculousness, um, we've mentioned how we've been house hunting for the next agriturismo, and we, I found a property that uh, we were going to go look at, and I spoke to the owner uh, like a week ago, said – Whatever, we were going to touch base again before we came out to look at the house for the second time. And I just wanted to follow up and make sure everything was on and if anything had changed. And she said, I just wanted to make sure you knew that we're only looking to sell or rent half the house. (laughs) I said, what? This is like a huge agriturismo with like six apartments, a restaurant, all of this, plus a whole other living quarter. Now, why? And it's not living quarters that are detached and yeah, like. Yeah, it's not like oh, you get this side of the property, and we we we're just, just kind of down a half a driveway or something like that, or even no, no, all attached. No, no, it's uh, it's one, it's one, attached. One she, she made sure to say attached numerous times, and I was like, what? She goes, yeah, we're we're staying in the living side. We're just selling or renting the other side. And I thought, what? How do you do that? How do you stay there? How do you expect someone else to come in and run a business? I don't understand at all. And I was just so, like, never so mind. I, Thank God we didn't waste our freaking time. So here's time. what she wants to do. The, the owners want to rent out the apartments and but still live in the house. So they're not going anywhere. All their crap's there. All their, their, Dog and their dogs and all that stuff. But they just want us to run the business, run the business and pay them for it, which doesn't make sense to me because I can't run a business with you guys living there, living there because that's not really how our – Guests, okay, you're our guest. Would you want to come he, come to the agriturismo you're staying at? And there's just some, I don't know. It just it it's wouldn't weird. work. It's just because of the the way the house is laid out. It's like what, what, no, it's it's not a separate structure. If they were a separate structure on one side of the property, be like, okay, we can talk about. You know, do we like these people? Maybe we could do this, but not when you're like in the same house. No. And in fact, this is not a standalone situation. <laughs> We've had either other people say the same thing and or – well, not and or. And down our road, again, take a right out our driveway, head towards that little cemetery. And Basilio's place – Oh, they split that they one right split down the middle. right down the goddamn middle. The grass, everything. It is hysterical and it's not big. It's a tiny little oh – not God. tiny. Do you want to hear awesomeness? <laughs> So to, to the a lot of these farmhouses are owned by family members together. So everyone owns a portion. So if they have a falling out or one person wants to sell but the other won't buy or whatever, they'll just whack the house in half. This is exactly what they did. They built another front door next to the real front door. They put a fence that went from the drive all that touched right in between the two split the front yard in half. <laughs> It's the oddest thing, and sold half the house. Yeah, yeah. It's like one. I don't house. know. I don't I'm, even understand. I don't understand. I don't know if they put a wall down the middle of the house or what. But w- w- when you walk in, is it to the second door, the, the new front door that's right next to the old front door? Do you, is there a wall? 
I don't know. This is common. Gaji it's, was it's like, comical. yeah, what's wrong with Gatsy? Like, yeah. It's absolutely comical. <laughs> it's like you split the house in half, but you didn't, like, separate the two sides. Well, or you, it makes you rethink the next time you see a Vendacy sign, a for sale sign. No, how much of it? <laughs> I didn't know you can whack up one property into, like... And we're not talking like a duplex here. No, 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 no. This is just this was a home. This was a, a house with a front door, a normal house that they just literally stuck to the left of it, another front door and another little steps to go up to it, and put a fence down the middle of, between the two front doors. It's we. What we, else do you want them to? do? I don't know. We might have to take a picture to and throw <laughs> it's it. Up awesome it's, it's awesome because it's just so. So if you guys want to, the other great part is that when they one person whoever will cut their side of the lawn. That's right. <laughs> side is it but it's so such a small front yard for being out here in the countryside it's like dude it's three passes just do the other well it's now there's now there's a fence in between but it (laughs) it looks more odd because it's not two separate areas it's just it's one area that they just put a fence down so it just looks like think of if you gave someone with long hair a buzz cut on half their head Mm -hmm. but the other half of their head it has still the long hair totally parted down the middle weird Anyway, love it. Local gossip. Local gossip. Um, what else? Oh, I um, finally broke down and bought myself a KitchenAid machine. A um, what is known as a planetary mixer. Why a planetary mixer, Ashley? It's because of the orbital rotation. It turns and it orbits. Mm-hmm. There you go. So a KitchenAid is what is a KitchenAid? How does mixer? a plane fly? <laughs> The KitchenAid or the um, kitchen machine is what's called an orbital mixer, and I finally broke down and bought myself one because KitchenAid came to uh, – I don't know. I've just seen it now. They yeah. started They started making 220-volt motors for Europe, and um, the KitchenAids used to be like seven 800 bucks euros when they first came here. But then I saw on Amazon, whoa, it's on sale, like two-something. Finally, it was like a normal price. price. So I got one. Now, I haven't used a KitchenAid in, since I left the professional kitchen in the States. And they these machines used to be bulletproof. Like, Not to mention, there's like a nostalgic feel to them. Like you, you, it was like oh, we were so excited to get one. You know, you hadn't used one in years. It makes me think of being a kid and making cookies. You know, my grandma had yeah. one. That you, um, every kitchen I've worked in has at least one. The um, weight to pick it up. It's it's it weighs you know it weighs a ton. It's all metal. It's got a huge stainless steel bowl that's bulletproof. It's got big chunky whip, big chunky paddle, big chunky hook, and um, it's just a staple in the professional kitchen. And it's a, a lot of people have them at home as well. Anyway, so when I got it out of the box, I was really excited, and I um, start using it. And let me tell you, this thing has gone become a piece of crap. The fit and finish is terrible. These used to be you. Th- you move the handle on this thing; it used to go kachunk, kachunk, kachunk. It felt like it was locked into, into place. In- yeah, indentation. Now you can. W- there's so much play in that thing; it's ridiculous. The stainless steel bowl that used to be like a thick piece of stainless steel is now feels like you can. S- you, if you really wanted to, you could. You can. Bend the bowl with your hands. Yeah, the the stupid st- IKEA stainless steel bowls are better. Mm-hmm. Um, the motor, when it goes under load, instead of being having power and being smooth, it's constantly trying to find a constant speed. So, you put it under load, and it'll start out, and then you'll hear it. You'll hear it um, on every on most of the um, speeds. You'll hear it searching, so like speeding up and slowing down. It has it doesn't have good control of the voltage or so i don't know someone with electrical engineering would know what i'm talking about um so it's it's not a constant nice speed and then um there's six different speeds to choose from well the first three are basically the same and then you go from five to six and it goes from a medium speed just super hot there's no graduation of the there's a speed control problem in the motor probably because they cheaped out on the motor um, the fit and finish is terrible where the two pieces of clamshell for the body come together don't fit up properly. There was a, there was a place where they didn't round off one of the edges there was a, from the mold. So there was a little um, – not mold like moldy, but the mold that they make the, 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 the stand in. So I had to go and file it down because otherwise it's sharp. It will cut you. Um, the paint isn't done good. Their, their own logo was put on, like the, the, on the side where they put KitchenAid, the little band. That thing's freaking crooked. It just, 
piece of shit from top to bottom and so disappointing. That was it. It's so disappointing. Yep. So disappointed. Now, I don't know what I expect yet. So for 259 or 289 euros, what do I want? But I don't know. I just remember KitchenAid being something that you could just, you know, it could go through war mm-hmm. and that thing will still turn on. Um, so a little bit disappointing. I don't know. Do you have a kitchen? Have you bought one recently? I mean, this is brand new 2017 KitchenAid, and it not, is not to mention the like you were saying with the the feeling of the motor. It doesn't instill any confidence that it will keep going or put any load to work. Like when you've tried to do, I made I tried to making pizza mm-hmm. dough because I was like, oh, it'd be nice not to have to need my pizza dough by hand because it's freaking uh, it's a thousand degrees in my kitchen. <laughs> No, that thing is ter- under under any sort of load at all, and I'm not. And you used to be, man. You could not burn. You could not um, uh, torque out a KitchenAid machine. I mean, it would push through everything, and this thing would just. I don't know. Piece of shit. So I don't know. Do you have a kit? Have you bought one? Let me know if if you agree with me, disagree. Maybe they're cheaping out for the European models. I have no idea, but. We should go to AVE and see if he does a test. Mm. You're a YouTube guy who checks if it chooches and takes apart these things. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they had a if what's going on, but piece of shit. So disappointed. And yes. So there's there's the anti recommendation or Jason's t- kitchen two cents today. <laughs> well, no, you know what though? If I found a kitchen, a used KitchenAid on like a Craigslist or a Market Plots or one that was beat up and old, I would much rather buy that beat up an old one clean it up than buy a new one today isn't that isn't that interesting i think that's the way it is for most of these tools no it's unfortunate anyway um let's we've been we've done a lot of we've been really negative on this podcast let's let's listen to um uh, ashan we talked about how we hate the new style of the grocery store the heat um (laughs) the funeral local gossip um, and the KitchenAid, that's all negative. Oh my God, it is. Do you so, have anything you want to, anything positive we can end on? Um, I'm trying to think what's, uh, I don't want to leave anything positive. <laughs> that's horrible for positive people. Um, we have one spot left for the consulting workshop. <laughs> that's a great thing. Oh my God. Um, okay. No, the heat broken. I'm ready for. Uh, I think because it's been so long and hot. I'm ready for fall. This morning, it being in some sweats and a little cooler air. Oh, here's a positive thing. Football season is starting. Go Seahawks. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll end on that. NFL football. All right. Oh, someone. Um, maybe can you explain what the pasta quitara is? I posted a picture the other day. Um, like what is that machine? Pasta alla guitarra yeah. is just a um, pasta. They call it a guitar pasta because the contraption that you make it, which is a rectangle of wood with um, metal strings, um, just looks like a guitar strings. Uh, that's what you push the pasta through, and they come out looking like just strings of a guitar as well. You roll it through. You roll it through. You roll the pasta into a sheet first, and then you press the pasta through these guitar strings, and that's what cuts it. All right, that's great. We'll probably put a that recipe wasn't, I don't know if that was really a positive feel-good. So you don't have any positive human interest, huh? Um, no, not really. Our cats, our cats, the heat broke, <laughs> so our cats all came back into and slept with us last night. I'm like, um, well, we should just wrap this up before we decide we to scrap ourselves. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, bring us home. Thank you guys so much for listening to our um, pretty negative one this week, podcast from Italy. Um, hopefully next week we'll be, well, who am I kidding? It's not going to be next week, but the next time we'll be back at it. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, we laugh. We joke. We have a good time. Um, yes. You can find us at latavlamarque.com for our farm in and cooking school. Join us this autumn for two night, three night, five night. Just come on out. Come cook. Come forge for mushrooms, truffles. And we'll see how it goes, but there's going to be some great festivals and you can always go to uh, um, Mushroom Hunt and one of our neighbors has created a what do you call it what roberto did exactly um he made like a truffle like a he created like a little arboretum a little wooded area on his property of the um type of trees needed to create yeah he didn't really cultivate mushrooms but he put in place the type of trees that um 
tends to have the mu- stimulate yeah. the mushroom the the truffles and then he inoculated it with i think with truffles la- over the last few years to see if they jump start so he's not it's not like you plant plant tomatoes and tomatoes grow no. but you can kind of make the conditions correct but what he did which is really sweet is to go truffle hunting a lot of guests um people want to go mushroom or truffle hunting but they don't realize this is off road hiking this is not you follow a trail or you're on the road this is you are yeah it's not disneyland no 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 no. you are like really off hiking going down the sides of ravines in the woods um going up the edge of creeks and rivers and things Crit. and um so he knew that that's not feasible for everyone or maybe they don't have the time so he created this um right on his property at his inn and you can go and walk through this kind of simulation if you will of what it's like to go truffle hunting so it's kind of a neat thing that's a nice little positive uh story anyway <laughs> anyway thank you so much for joining us on this podcast um you can uh send us an email for a uh reservation or a question or just to say hello at info at latavalamarque.com ashley's self-esteem is directly uh tied to the number of likes and follows she gets on instagram and facebook so please Make sure to help Ashley out and keep her feeling good about herself. The funny thing about this is any of the videos we post, Jason fast forwards me in them to watch himself. So I don't know if it's true. That is not true. It is true. Listen, do I have any social media pages? None. All right. There you go. That's all. You're a troll. I'm a troll. (laughs) So please help Ashley's self-esteem by liking, following, and commenting on uh, Latavola Marque or Ashley Bartner on Instagram, No Half Measures on Instagram, and Latavola Marque and Ashley Bartner on Facebook. I kid. I kid. I don't like the social media, but I realize it's a necessary evil of the modern era, and without that, we would not have a business. So while I kid you, I understand you do it. You're doing it for the cause, baby. I do, I do, and I do love it. All right, <laughs> all right. Have a great week, you guys. Thank you guys so ciao, much. Ciao. Take care. It's the dog days. It's almost spring. Will be or spring. Fall will be here before you know it. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.